0: I'm Dr. Mandy Beats, and you're listening to the Behind the Brace podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing conversations and resources to help families and providers navigate the world of scoliosis. This is your place to find hope for a better solution so that you can live your best life. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us this week. This week, I'm talking about the things to consider while playing sports and having a scoliosis. So one of the first things that kids ask me when they come into my office is, do I have to quit? Fill in the blank, right? It doesn't matter what it is. Dance, football, basketball, volleyball, cheer, gymnastics, you know, across the board, I've seen kids that play almost every single sport, band, tennis, softball, right? So While there is absolutely no straight 100% answer for everyone, there's just some things to consider and some things to talk through with your provider. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of research that will say, you know, this sport equals this result. However, there are some things um, to look at. And so the first one of those things is, Pain. Are you having pain while you are playing the sport or doing this thing, whether it's riding your bike, playing volleyball, um, hitting the softball, whatever it might be? Are you having pain? Because pain is an indicator that something is not right. Pain is telling your body that you need to change something. It's like the red flag that our body flies when something isn't quite right. And so if you are having pain, while you're doing an activity or a certain thing, then we need to listen to that. And it's not always that pain equals you can't do that thing. It might mean that you need more support. And what that means is, is, for example, um, one that pops into my head is if we have, say, a swimmer who's having a lot of pain while they swim and there's a certain stroke or a certain activity or a certain movement that bothers them. It may not be that they can't ever do that. However, we might need to be either adjusting them more or having their physical therapist um, do some more soft tissue work or perhaps modifying the length of time that they're doing it. And so... If you are having pain and you're in an activity, don't be afraid to bring that to people because I also have that where they just won't tell me or they won't tell their parents or their coaches because they're afraid we're going to make them stop. And so they aren't truthful about it. So they hide it and they just play through the pain which then, of course, affects their ability to do it and puts them at risk for injury. So then most of those kids end up back in my office because they've now had an injury because they've been pushing through because they were afraid we were going to make them stop doing the activity. So it's a really good indicator, and it doesn't always mean you can't do it. It just means we might have to do it in a different way or modify it, take a break, bring another provider on board. OK, so if somebody's having pain with a scoliosis and a certain thing, It's important that you talk to somebody about that. So the other thing is, is that when you have a curve in your spine, you want to avoid loading the spine with weight. And so you might be asking, what in the world does that mean? What I mean is, is if you've got a double curve in your spine and you're trying to correct that... You probably don't want to be going to the gym and doing overhead squats or back squats or loading your backpack with 40 pounds of books and putting it on your shoulders and hauling that around all day because the increased load, the weight on your spine is definitely going to affect your spine and your nerves and muscles, and it's really going to irritate that. So those are things that I would stay away from. Um... And most of the time, people know what I'm talking about, right? If you don't know what I'm talking about, those aren't activities that you're doing. Um, For example, I had somebody who was in band, and I didn't even think about this. But when they hold their drums, they strap over their shoulders. So the extra weight of the drums really irritated their spine because they had a curve in their spine. And so it didn't necessarily mean that we had to stop it just meant that we needed to figure out what the limits were and how to increase her other type of care, whether that's adjustments or body work or massage, so that you know she could continue to do those activities. Um, so, if you have questions about that, those are questions that we can help answer too. Um, so, the other thing is, is that it's very common that I see curves in girls that are either in dance or cheer or gymnastics. And so this is a really tricky one because everybody has different opinions on that. I've heard providers say that if you have a curve in your spine, you absolutely 100% should not be doing dance. You shouldn't be doing gymnastics. Anything where you're flipping, rotating, spinning, things like that, like skate, um, those types of things. I've heard people say that you absolutely should not do those things. And then I've also heard specialists say, well, go ahead. No big deal. You go ahead and do those things. And so I think that that's where kind of the jury is out. Like, do you do them? Do you not do them? Um, So what I can tell you is, is that I definitely know that people with the scoliosis that perform those activities have flare-ups, and they do struggle with certain movements. So for example, if you're in gymnastics, you're trying to do uh, like a backbend or, you know, different flips, things like that. Or if you're in dance and um, you're trying to do certain movements or certain spins, um, sometimes those things can be really irritating or aggravating. And in those really high curves, it can actually prevent you from being able to do the movement appropriately, which can then put you at risk for injury. So if you're mom and dad listening to this, this isn't me saying, you know, your kid has to quit dance or cheer or that if they continue to do that, it's like 100% detrimental to them. And if you're a teenager listening to this and you're doing it, I'm not saying that you can't do this or that you can't do this activity at all. It's really dependent upon your own individual situation, but it is something just to be aware of, meaning you know, if you are in dance and it's not the love of your life and you could leave it here or there and it's not a big deal, it's probably better to avoid that activity. But if it's something that you've been doing for years and you love it and it's something that brings you joy and things like that, then I think it's open to conversation. And most of the time I've had dancers and gymnasts and skaters continue to do those activities in a way that's safe for them. Uh, We may have had to modify just a few things, but they've still been able to do it just like they were in the past. Um, I've even seen people that have had, you know, full spinal fusions that have been able to go back to dance. So it doesn't mean that it's absolutely out of the question. It's just something to be aware of. And that's something that whoever you're seeing, whoever your provider is, can help you walk through those decisions as a family of what might be best for you. Um, So those are just a few tips that can be helpful, that gives you some more information. Um, If you have questions, a lot of these are very case-by-case specific. So if you have specific questions regarding your case, um, you can always reach out to us and uh, connect with our office. We're more than willing to help give more thorough assessments and recommendations and help coordinate it with your care providers. So you can find that information either on our Facebook page or on our website at BehindTheBrace.com. Thanks for joining. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you could leave a review before you go, that would help us reach more people that need this message. To learn more about the services and resources that we have available, visit us at BehindTheBrace.com. This show is produced by Rayma Team Media. To learn more about how they can help you with your podcast, visit RaymaTeam.com.